はいうんあ<笑> candle How do the climate change actions of the US and China compare? I've now had repeated interactions where US efforts on climate change comes up and someone says we can't do anything because of China. This is stated in such a way as to end the conversation. No other thoughts or information are needed. Hey, China emits a lot of greenhouse gases, so we're fucked. End of story. We can't do anything. Of course, this isn't the end of the story, and it's just a lazy or biased excuse to not deal with the tough issue that is climate change. Here's what's true. Yes, climate change is such a huge problem that the world must take it on together. Action by the United States alone will not make much of a difference. It's also true that China is a key needed partner because they produce a hell of a lot of greenhouse gases. However, the reasonable response is to think about how to get China and the world to reduce greenhouse gases, not throw one's hands up and walk away. Another crucial point over the last four years, the number one bad actor on climate change isn't China, but the United States. It is us who needs to get our shit together. Getting the world to act on climate change is a task of persuasion. How are we going to persuade anyone when we are the worst actor? When it is the United States who walks away from the Paris Agreement, the whole purpose of which is to find ways to work together to reduce global warming. When America is the one with a president who called climate change a hoax, and a president whose actions backed up his belief that it's a hoax, by rolling back previous climate initiatives and encouraging dirty fuels. No country will be persuaded to act more on climate change by one of the countries taking the worst actions. Furthermore, climate change is such a huge and time-sensitive problem that the U.S. can't wait until it's totally satisfied with other countries' commitments. The only way to know for sure that other countries pull through is to wait some decades and investigate. It will be too late by then, and if they do pull through while the U.S. is waiting, the United States would have screwed the world. How you take on the problem isn't by pointing at China's poor performance and walking away with our even worse performance, but by staying a part of international agreements, using rhetoric to not treat climate change like a hoax but a real problem, taking actions to reduce one's own emissions using one's good example to help persuade, and ultimately using tough tactics to convince other countries to limit their emissions. And by the way, this is what Biden wants to do. The Biden plan isn't to just limit our emissions and ignore the world. It is to rejoin the Paris Agreement and work diplomatically to push the world forward. The plan includes tariff penalties for China if it doesn't do its part as well as conditioning trade agreements on other countries meeting their climate goals. It even proposes offering financing to countries currently getting help from China in order to induce those countries to reduce emissions. So, the plans for tackling global warming in the United States never involved a purely inward look. It always included worldwide diplomacy and tough coercion if necessary. 
the actions the Trump administration took were in no way justified by concern about China. They didn't even seem to try to get China to act better on climate change. That administration's actions only made sense if they really believed climate change is a hoax, or if they just didn't care. So, don't fall for the China excuse. Because if you were concerned about China's behavior, you'd stay in the Paris Agreement and try to force China to act better, not screw the world by reversing climate policies. Now, let's take a look at how well China and the United States are fighting climate change. The two countries are at different stages of development and have different histories. So while I will look at direct emissions comparisons, it's important to think about their actual actions because the different situations of the two countries can make direct emissions comparisons misleading. Groups try to sum up countries' climate behavior by creating indexes that take into account a variety of factors. The Climate Change Performance Index 2021, which is really looking at where the country stood in 2020, puts China's performance as low, and the U.S.'s at very low. In fact, this index rates the United States as dead last. Take a look at the world. The United States isn't the only very low performer, but it is in a worse category than most of its European peers, and remain to this piece, than China. By the lot of orange and red on the map, it's clear that diplomacy on climate change has a lot of work to do. France and Germany have medium performances, while the United Kingdom is high. If these major European countries can do so well, the United States can too. Our goal should be to catch up to China, and then together both catch up to Europe. It's important to note that in 2016, before Trump policies, the United States and China were both low performers. So, we had a point where the U.S. and China both needed to do better, but were categorized as being equally bad. Then, Trump came in and made us the assholes of the group. Canada, Australia, and Russia are all countries with fossil fuel-focused economies. The U.S. has fossil fuels too, but they aren't as important to our economy as these countries. This is to say, these countries have a level of excuse for performing so poorly. But the U.S. and the world shouldn't take these excuses and should move together to limit climate change. For more robustness, the Climate Action Tracker, a separate measurement of climate action, also puts the U.S. in the worst category of performance, and China in the second-to-worst category. This index makes the United States look even worse because we are more unique in our critically insufficient actions. Only a few other countries receive such a low categorization. Here, Canada and Australia are said to perform better than the United States. So, when you actually look at climate actions being taken, it is the United States who isn't doing its part, although both the U.S. and China need to do better. I'll talk more specifically about actions later. First, let's look at emissions. There are two ways to look at emissions. How much we are currently pumping out on a yearly basis, or how much a country has pumped out throughout its history. Developing countries like China like to claim that what matters is total emissions. This isn't pure nonsense, because these emissions affect global warming to this day. It takes 300 to 1,000 years for carbon dioxide, the biggest greenhouse gas, to leave the atmosphere. Additionally, countries like the United States got to develop without worrying about global warming. So we unfairly got to claw out of a previous technological age with relative abandon. All that said, no one can change the past. 
All we control is what we do now. Currently developing countries have the advantage of following the leads of the industrial trailblazers, and they can utilize already discovered technologies rather than having to figure it out for themselves. Plus, despite that it has large underdeveloped areas, China is a world power advancing machines to the dark side of the moon. They can handle responsible emissions. So, I think the focus should be on current emissions. Let's take a quick look at both, though. As far as total emissions since 1850, the United States is number one at almost 586,000 metric tons. The European Union is number two at 384,000, and China is third with over 298,000. Now, when it comes to current yearly emissions, China doubles that of the United States. China is by far the highest emitter, with the United States at number two and the European Union at number three. This is a totally misleading way to look at it, though. When we are talking about emissions-efficient economies, we mean societies where individuals live, work, and play using less emissions. Of course, four people will likely use more emissions than one person. So you have to take population into account. China has more than four and a quarter times more people than the United States. Looking at emissions per person, the United States produces more than double the amount of CO2 than China. Saudi Arabia, Kazakhstan, and Australia are even worse because they produce a lot of fossil fuels. If we look at the per capita total greenhouse gas numbers over time, the United States flattened their numbers during the 90s and has even started coming down. China has been about flat since 2013. That both countries have stemmed the growth in per capita numbers is great, but the emissions need to come down further to prevent too much global warming. Because the U.S. emits more greenhouse gases per person, we are the worst actor when it comes to emissions. However, let's not let the numbers confuse us. Both the United States and China are bad actors. Both of them must make tough decisions if the world is to limit warming. It doesn't matter who's number one in which category. What matters is that both countries are needed, and we must work to help each of them achieve their goals. With the Biden administration in power, the U.S. is setting a series of goals and will try to do what actions it can, but it is limited due to Republicans holding a filibuster in the Senate. Biden has set the goal of the U.S. being carbon neutral by 2050. I want to focus on China because there is confusion about what China is doing. Are they actually taking actions? Will they in the future? China is active on the world stage and international meetings in pushing for climate change. They generally claim to care and to be taking great actions. After the United States left the Paris Agreement, China sought cooperation from other countries and advocated for an ecological civilization that lived in harmony with nature. This is helpful as a leadership role, but we must make sure they take the necessary actions and not just talk a good game. China is setting itself ambitious goals. President Xi Jinping says China will reach peak emissions by 2030 and carbon neutrality before 2060. By 2030, China plans to have the emissions per unit of GDP cut by 60-64% to from 2005 levels and increase its portion of non-fossil fuels. While meeting these goals will be tough, they also don't go far enough. Nevertheless, 
These goals indicate China may be serious, but what actions are they taking? China is a leader in renewable energy, which can help them achieve their climate goals. However, they also rely heavily on coal, one of the dirtiest fuels. China finances more fossil fuel and renewable infrastructure worldwide than any other country. Limiting coal enough to meet and exceed its climate goals will be a huge challenge. China has actually rolled back policies restricting new coal permits, and the number of permits they give is growing. China helps the development, construction, and financing of coal within the country and along its Belt and Road Initiative. It's not clear that China's coal use will slow anytime soon. The big question is, leading up to 2050, can China shut down many of the coal plants that they've invested in? Some analyses conclude that China could phase out most of its coal infrastructure by 2050 if they stop adding more coal plants. So, despite the short and medium-term reliance on coal, China could feasibly move on from it. China has started an emissions trading system that should incentivize the closing of inefficient coal plants. China has been phasing out solar and wind subsidies. This isn't a death knell because solar and wind have become quite competitive. China has had a huge growth of renewable power sources. However, this is partly caused by a rush to connect these sources to the grid before the subsidies run out. China also prioritizes subsidies and investments in electric mobility, like electric cars and the needed infrastructure. In 2019, China had more electric vehicles sold than the rest of the world combined, and 98% of electric buses are in China. These facts are the result of Chinese policy. China really started prioritizing climate change in 2009. In its 2011-2015 to five-year plan, they encouraged energy-saving products, and their 2016 to 2025 year plan resulted in regulations on emission intensive industries. Their media publicized such policies, informing the Chinese public. China has had more extreme weather disasters too, which helps convince the public to support fighting climate change. Additionally, China's air pollution problems helps it take actions that reduce air pollution and greenhouse gases. China is developing cities to encourage low carbon transportation, like shared bikes. China lets people earn money by adding solar to their rooftops and selling the electricity back to the grid. The Chinese public is generally supportive of fighting climate change, and philanthropists donate millions of dollars for the cause. Some Chinese scholars have concluded that both the Chinese government and public believe climate change is a priority. This gives us a reasonable expectation that China is serious about climate change. China has had serious pollution problems outside of just global warming. In response to this, President Xi declared war on pollution during his first term. Tens of thousands of businesses closed as a part of these efforts. This shows China may be willing to pay costs for the sake of environmental efforts like climate change. China met its 2020 decarbonization goals in 2019. They may follow through again and achieve their 2030 and 2060 goals. They are still on track to attain their 2030 peaking objective, and they may have actually already peaked, which is good because they'd be in a much better situation if they could peak greenhouse gases by 2025. Current China and U.S. plans would reduce year 2100 temperature increases 
to 2.3 to 2.4 degrees Celsius. That isn't enough to meet the 1.5 Celsius goal, but is in the right direction. To sum that up, China is taking a leadership role internationally and is taking major actions internally. They aren't obviously just playing the United States and appear to see climate change as a serious concern. Thus, the U.S. needs to also do its part. That said, China still isn't doing enough. We certainly shouldn't blindly trust the Chinese. We should monitor them closely, pressure them diplomatically, and maybe even place penalties if they aren't fulfilling their climate obligations. However, we also must remember that the United States is the most untrustworthy nation here. It is the United States who left the Paris Agreement and revoked its efforts to fight climate change. The United States has a Congress that can gum up efforts, as well as states who can fight in favor of a warmer planet based on their own ideological and economic biases. After the next election, the United States could totally switch policies again. Thus, not even current U.S. leaders can promise what the country will do in the future. China has less of these problems. We can only hold China's feet to the fire if we are doing our part, and consistently so. Let's get our shit together and stop using China as an excuse to risk the great costs that a warmer planet will put on Americans and the world. China, the United States, and other countries are needed to limit climate change. At the moment, the United States is one of the biggest assholes in the room, even more so than China. But both countries need to do better. China is not a legitimate excuse for the U.S. to blow off climate change. The United States must take action because its action is needed. Climate change is too time-sensitive to put off. The U.S. will have more legitimacy in its persuasion if it is doing its part. Our action will justify tough coercive measures if that is needed to induce other countries to act accordingly or make our citizens use less foreign emission-inefficient products and services. And currently, China is taking some actions that we need to at least match. How one gets China to fulfill and expand its promises isn't by leaving international agreements whose whole point is to work together, to do all of our parts. It isn't by speaking and acting like climate change is a hoax. It's by doing one's own part, working diplomatically with the world, and being prepared to use tough measures if other countries try to cheat us. I'm Lone Candle. Like me? Comment me? Love me. Love me. Love, 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 love me. Love me.